This is the What Happens in Quarantine Stays in Quarantine podcast. Strange but true. Fire at Shaquille O'Neal's Krispy Kreme store in Atlanta ruled an arson. Friday, February 26, 2021. The Atlanta Fire Rescue Department announced Friday a $10,000 reward for information about a February 10th fire at a local Krispy Kreme donut store owned by NBA legend Shaquille O'Neal after it was ruled an arson. Another strange but true. The brother of rapper Uzi Marcus is arrested after live streaming with two women's dead bodies. One of the victims is said to be his longtime love interest. The rapper's brother has been arrested for hosting his own twisted version of a wax museum. Raymond Michael Weber allegedly went on Instagram Live and brandished a firearm. Where things get very morbid is when he panned to the floor where a teenage girl and a woman were both lying motionless. Local police that served the Vacaville, California area responded to calls around midnight on Sunday, January 31st, after his neighbor claimed he was on a stream with a gun. When officers showed up, Weber had reportedly barricaded himself inside the apartment. This prompted the badges to call in for additional support with SWAT and negotiation teams. The negotiations were unsuccessful. According to documentation, he was taken into custody after a brief struggle, during which an officer utilized a taser. Unfortunately, the two women were found dead at the scene. Their cause of death has not been revealed. The one woman has been identified as 26-year-old Savannah Ray Thurberg, Weber's fiance. Prior to this arrest, he was being investigated for the death of his previous girlfriend, 19-year-old Nicole Duarte. Police suspect his then 16-year-old brother, Antoine Weber, of committing the crime with Raymond present at the scene. According to CBS 13, he is facing two counts of first-degree murder and domestic assault. At the time of his arrest, his lawyer could not be identified to comment on his case. Another strange but true. At least 30 
Taliban militants killed during a bomb-making class. The downside to bomb-making class is, well, if you mess it up, you die. At least 30 Taliban militants were killed in Afghanistan after they blew themselves up during a bomb-making class. Reportedly, the men died when improvised explosive devices they were learning to construct exploded inside a mosque. The bodies could not be easily identified due to the extent of the damage. Another strange but true Furious game show contestant freaks out, destroys set. Losing is never fun, especially if it happens on a TV game show where potentially millions of people are watching your agony of defeat. However, anyone who has seen Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune, The Price is Right, or really any other game show knows that the losing contestants are always cordial and humble at the end of the show as they applaud for the winner. But that isn't always the case, as viewers of one game show found out. It happened on the Icelandic game show Get to Better, which means make a better guess. The show sees two teams of either high school or college students compete against each other in an academic challenge. During an episode this past week, when one of the two teams playing answered a question correctly, a member of the opposing team didn't handle it well. That contestant, John Gerunder, flew into a rage. Furious, he slammed his glass of water to the ground, knocked over his lectern, and threw his teammate's glass of water against a wall. Then he stormed off the set and continued to wreak havoc off camera, all while the host and his fellow contestants looked on in utter disbelief. Here's another strange but true. Landlord accused of kidnapping tenants, leaving them in a cemetery. Sean Douglas was arrested after he allegedly abducted two tenants he was unable to evict due to COVID-19 restrictions. A landlord in Albany, New York, is facing kidnapping charges after he allegedly tied up two of his tenants, covered their heads with pillowcases, and left them at a snowy cemetery. Albany police arrested 48-year-old Sean Douglas on Monday afternoon and charged him with second-degree kidnapping in connection with the incident on Sunday morning, according to the Albany Times Union. According 
to charging documents obtained by Huff Post, Douglas forcibly restrained a 32-year-old male tenant and a 21-year-old female tenant sometime between 1 a.m. and 6 a.m. Police said he used zip ties and tape to restrain them before covering their heads with pillowcases and forcing them into his vehicle. Police said Douglas then drove them at gunpoint to a cemetery where he left them in the snow. Eventually, the female victim was able to free herself and get help from a nearby house. Douglas had been frustrated as he was unable to evict the tenants due to COVID-19 restrictions. New York State placed a moratorium on evictions for tenants who have experienced hardship due to the pandemic until May the 1st. Citing law enforcement sources, the Times Union reported two others may have been involved in the alleged incident, but no other arrests have been made. Jail records show Douglas was later released from Albany County Jail on a $50,000 bond. Douglas was previously charged with assault and violating a restraining order. Here's another strange but true. Authorities in Oregon found out a hit and run suspect had a blood alcohol of zero, I mean, excuse me, of 0.77%. More than nine times the legal limit. Officials said a hit and run crash happened Friday afternoon, February 19th, near the Plateau Travel Plaza in Madras, Oregon. According to the Warren Springs Police Department on Facebook, officers initially pulled over a driver who was heading toward Warren Springs, noticing the driver was highly intoxicated. That's when the driver reportedly took off, leading police on a short pursuit before crashing into a concrete barrier off the westbound lane. Police said he crashed about a half mile from the initial traffic stop. At approximately 1 p.m., Madras Police Department reported a hit and run that took place near the Plateau Travel Madra Plaza in Madra. On top of the high alcohol level, officers learned the driver had a suspended license for a misdemeanor level DUI. Police said the driver was taken to the hospital for medical evaluation and criminal charges are pending. Earlier this month, a Portland man who had a not drunk sticker on his car was arrested for DUI in Clackamas County.
Another strange but true. Lady Gaga offered $500,000 for the return of her two French bulldogs after someone stole them and shot the man who walked her dogs. The sources said the pop star is offering or was offering half a million dollars to anyone who has her two dogs. No questions asked. Another strange but true. A man survives 14 hours in the Pacific Ocean clinging to sea rubbish. A sailor who fell overboard spent 14 hours in the water after he fell off the cargo ship into the Pacific Ocean in the early hours of the morning. The 52-year-old, who was not wearing a life jacket, credits his decision to swim toward a black dot several kilometers away with saving his life. It turned out to be a fishing buoy, which he held on to until his rescue. Mr. Paravertilov, Paravertilov is the Lithuanian chief engineer of the Silver Supporter, which was making a supply run between New Zealand's Taranga port and the isolated British territory of Pitcairn. Following a shift in the engine room, pumping fuel, he had felt hot and dizzy. He then walked out onto the deck to recover at around 4 a.m. in the morning on February 16th before falling. Marat, who got details of his father's survival tale via message chats, believes he may have fainted as he does not remember falling off the boat. Unaware that a man had fallen overboard, the ship sailed away. After struggling to stay afloat until the sun rose, he noticed a black speck on the horizon and decided to swim towards it. It was not anchored to anything or a boat. It was just a piece of sea rubbish, said Marat of the abandoned fishing buoy. It took ship crew about six hours to notice that their engineer was missing, at which point the captain turned the ship around. According to reports, the crew determined his approximate location by looking at his work logs, which showed that he was last on board at 4 a.m.
The ship's coordinates at the time was about 400 nautical miles south of French Polynesia's Austral Islands. Distress messages were then radioed out to ships in the area. French Navy aircraft joined the search from Tahiti and France's Meteorological Service studied the winds to calculate possible drift patterns. But it would be his own vessel which would find him in the end. When he was finally saw, seen by his ship in the horizon, he waved and called out. Remarkably, one of the ship's passengers heard the weak human shout. A lookout spotted a raised hand and eventually pulled the sailor to safety on board. His will to survive was strong. I probably would have drowned straight away, but he always kept himself fit and healthy, and that's why I think he could survive, said Marat. Thank you for listening to the What Happens in Quarantine Stays in Quarantine podcast.